Star Wars 7x7, episode 831. Today, a look at the state of the Empire in the new novel, Star Wars Ahsoka, by E.K. Johnston. Punch it, Chewie. Hey, I'm Anthony Bresnikan, covering the Star Wars galaxy for Entertainment Weekly, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And Empire Day is the holiday, such as it is. Yeah, I guess it's a holiday for you if you're part of the Empire. But yeah, for the rest of the galaxy, not so much. It is the anniversary on which Palpatine went from being a chancellor to being an emperor. The day that the Republic fell and the Galactic Empire rose up. Presumably also the day that Order 66 was initiated. And that saw the death of the lion's share of the Jedi in the galaxy. Obviously, a few have survived here and there. And I have a feeling that we don't know the half of it. We only know a few of them. But if a few of them survived, there's a good chance that quite a few more did as well, I would say. And we know the Empire has been actively hunting them down. We know this from what happened in Star Wars Rebels at the end of Season 1, where Kanan Jarrus was taken to Mustafar, and that's supposed to be a place where Jedi are taken to die. This kind of suggests that there have been a few more Jedi running around than we necessarily know about at this point. But certainly at the time of Star Wars Ahsoka, there are a lot more comparatively running around than there were, say, 14 years later when Rebels starts up. And as opposed to the way the Jedi are being treated at the time of Rebels, where we are 15 years out, 14 years, 15 years out, yeah, 15 years out from when the Republic switched to the Empire, where there's actually people who are like, oh, the Jedi, I don't know about them. Are they real? Were they ever real? Are they just a myth? Whatever. Obviously, people do remember them, but there are some people who do not, and the Empire has been forbidding people about talking about Jedi, but you don't really get the sense that we're there at this level yet in the Ahsoka novel. One year after the switchover to the Empire, it looks like they are still actively aware of and hunting Jedi. Ahsoka has not exactly faked her own death, but for all intents and purposes, that's what she's done. And she has disappeared to the Outer Rim, tried to live head down for a while, and did so for the better part of a year. But it is that first anniversary of Empire Day when the Empire showed up on the planet that she'd been hiding out on, and she basically decided, okay, it is time to beat feet. And that's how she ends up on the planet Rada, where much of the action of the novel takes place. And one thing that is hugely different about the Empire and its transition from the Republic is the fact that stormtroopers are not all clones anymore. Now, they're not really clear in the novel about whether clone production has stopped entirely, I don't believe. It's just that they have new stormtroopers that are definitely not clones. And maybe that's part of their aggressive expansion into the Outer Rim. I mean, they need more bodies than the cloners on Kamino could provide, basically. But it's not as though every single clone is walking around with an idea of who Ahsoka Tano is in their heads. But probably a lot of clones are. I'm sure she was exposed to quite a few of them over the years. But the fact that she is comparatively unknown in this case, and certainly unknown by the new crop of stormtroopers that are not clones, that actually ends up serving her well. Meanwhile, it seems that Palpatine hasn't had a chance to affect the bureaucracy of the Republic slash Empire. Not that he would be the one to personally do it, but it would probably happen with, you know, flunkies and lackeys and delegates and whatnot. But 
the bureaucracy transferring over has remained somewhat similar. And you see it in things like the fact that the Empire's administration building on Rada has a design layout that is almost exactly similar to what Ahsoka was familiar with with the Republic during the Clone Wars. That allows her to deal with somebody who's taken prisoner very effectively. And there are also tanks that have been set up by the Imperials, and they are Clone Wars-era tanks that Ahsoka knows like the back of her hand and is therefore able to disable very easily when the time comes. Not everything the Empire has is a holdover, though. They've got Imperial walkers with them on Rada, and these are described as being newly added things to the arsenal of the Empire, which, of course, is rather fearsome to hear about. And, of course, you know, I like me an ad at. <laughs> you know, I like seeing them in stories. So that was kind of exciting for me to see. And also very interesting to see how Ahsoka and the farmers that she was working with on Rada deal with the Imperial Walkers. That was also rather amazing and interesting, and it makes you wonder why this one didn't occur to the Rebels sooner. Maybe it's just a matter of the information lines not being very good. And we'll get to that in another episode. But in the meantime, the bureaucracy, like I said, is still intact. Senators are still intact. The whole Galactic Senate doesn't get dissolved, of course, until a scene in A New Hope when Tarkin mentions that the Emperor has dissolved the Senate. So we're 18 years off from that. So the Senate still exists in some form, and Bail Organa is still involved in it and still doing missions that have to be above board else the empire could get wind of what he is up to and shut him down and probably not in a very kind way at all on rada the empire is absolutely merciless and just cuts down people without even a second thought the reason they show up on Rada is to take over the farmland and replace what naturally grows there with this other plant that ultimately is just going to destroy the farmland on Rada. And basically, once they harvest this one season of food, it's going to just basically make Rada utterly lifeless and unlivable. So not only are they mistreating people while they're there, but they're basically going to leave an ecological disaster behind them. And fun fact, this food is supposed to be part of a nutritional pack that will sustain their folks better in zero gravity situations. The clear implication being that they're looking for places to plant food that they can grow to sustain people working on the Death Star. I mean, you don't necessarily have to jump to that conclusion directly. You could consider that maybe it's people working on new Star Destroyers and all that sort of thing. But I thought that was a separate company entirely, like that's Sinar Fleet Systems, right? So you wouldn't think it was them. You would think that it is probably people out in space building the Death Star because that is supposed to be a secret project that the Empire itself would be undertaking, not necessarily undertaking the construction of ships themselves. They would just be, you know, funding that, basically. Speaking of the Death Star, the planet Ilum, Ilum, sorry about the pronunciation, the planet where the Padawans had been taken in the past to get crystals for their lightsabers, that planet is now basically being strip-mined by the Empire. And you can probably guess why, in addition to preventing any Jedi from creating a lightsaber again, or any wannabe Jedi, if you will, and also perhaps for stockpiling crystals so that way the Sith can create their own lightsabers, but also probably looking for some darn big ones to use to power a certain Death Star super laser. 
And one other thing to share about the Empire for you, the Inquisitorius was already in operation by the time of the first anniversary of Empire Day. And in case you're not familiar with the term, you are probably familiar with the characters from Star Wars Rebels. That would be the fifth brother, the seventh sister, the Grand Inquisitor, and the eighth brother who shows up at the end of season two of Star Wars Rebels. And we find out that they're not a comparatively recent phenomenon, at least as far as Star Wars Rebels go. They have apparently been running around for quite some time. Now, certainly before the first Empire Day, but how far before it? Hard to say. You know that Palpatine. He's always planning for the long haul, so chances are he had those guys and gals already working in secret, getting ready for this sort of thing, but... Yeah, we don't necessarily know the origin yet, we just know that they've been in operation a lot longer than we previously knew. And that, my friends, is what I have to share with you about the state of the Empire exactly one year after the fall of the Republic. I do also have trivia stuff for you, but that's going to happen after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, I'm back with your trivia question. May the Force be with us. Last time I asked you how many Arathtars were killed in all the foo-fra that happened on Han and Chewie's freighter, and that's one. Today's question, how was that Rathtar killed? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get separated from your master in a lightsaber duel, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'll be able to do even more with the show for you with your support at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not Darth Maul sliced in half, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 